What's up, church? Good morning. I want to give a shout out to Zach and Ashley. Got married this weekend. So congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Lara on y'all's wedding. I know it's been a, a fun-filled year. We're excited for you. We pray that God blesses your marriage and that this is just the continuation of many great things that God is going to continue to do in y'all's life. So I had to say that first off. Uh, but what's up, church? I hope that y'all are doing well. Of course, man, if you got prayer requests, uh, man, I got some different things in the works. October looks like it's going to be a busy month as far as serving. And, man, just, you know how we try to do, man. We try to pray, stay connected. We try to serve. We try to love. And we try to grow. So be on the lookout for many things here. ABU, Artemis, and Unified Church. But I'm excited for today's message. Because have you ever been really committed to something and only at the end of it you come to find out, man, it was like a waste of your time? It sucks, right? And you could reflect on it like, man, how can I be so dumb, so foolish? Um, but it can always be worse if we're honest, right? You can still be in it without even realizing it, that it's time to stop and move on. Well, today's message is called Wasted Time. Wasted Time. God wants to help you. He wants to help me avoid wasting our time, right? And energy on things that are never going to benefit us, but all they do is absorb us and drain us in the process. And so we're going to be reading in 1 Timothy chapter 1. Uh, Apostle Paul is going to be talking to Timothy, sharing some wisdom that we all need to hear and learn and grow with. And so let me pray and we'll get started. Oh, Father, we just thank you, uh, man, for your continued love in our life, Lord. And uh, as many hills and values that valleys that we have to endure and go through, Lord, uh, the one thing we know that is always going to be there is your love, your wisdom, and your guidance. And so, Lord, uh, we just come and meet with you today and just pray that you would speak through Paul, speak through Timothy, speak through your word, Lord, and speak directly to each one of us. Um, so that we, we can live a life that honors you, um, but also um, be able to see you working in our life and, and help others in theirs as well. And so, Lord, just spend time with us this morning. May you have your way in our life. Uh, we lay everything at your altar, at your feet, and just ask that you would take control and lead us. So we love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you have your Bible, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. And of course, you're watching online with us. Uh, we got the verses on the screen. But it starts off in verse 3 saying, When I left for Macedonia, I urge you to stay there in Ephesus and stop those teaching whose teaching is contrary to the truth. Don't let them waste their time in endless discussions of myths and spiritual pedigrees. These things only lead to meaningless speculation, which did not help people live a life of faith in God. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith. But some have missed the whole point. They have turned away from these things and spent their time in meaningless discussions. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they're talking about, even though they speak so confidently. And we know that the law is good when used correctly. Mm. 
So we see the Apostle Paul, he's talking to Timothy, which is somebody that he's he's led to faith, somebody that he's seen grow, and somebody that's now in charge of there in Ephesus, in a city that he's a pastor now. He's a young pastor in charge of a church. And so Paul is speaking to him, uh, man, just has a brother, but also as somebody that's been through it and somebody that wants to make help him avoid what can come. Because one thing that we see here, right? Is there some problems within the church? And it's just like when you think about your own body, um, if we have a part of us that is sick and we never take care of it, it can continue to grow and to infect the rest of our bodies. And the same is true when it comes to the body of Christ, when it comes to the church, um, that there's some things within the church that we need to make sure that we're addressing, that we are filtering out and putting a stop to before they become cancerous and take on a life of their own and really mess up people's life and their faith in God. And so that's what Paul is talking to Timothy about. And there's a couple of things, man, that just really speaks to, uh, man, our journeys, but also things that we could take away from what Paul is sharing with Timothy. And the first one is this. We all have an assignment. We all have an assignment. And verse three says, when I left from Macedonia, I urge you to stay there in Ephesus and stop those whose teaching is contrary to the truth. Like I said, Paul was Timothy's mentor, right? He had him under his rings and Paul was showing him the ropes. He was putting them on game because he knew the importance of having somebody pour into your life. Because the truth is we all need a Paul. We all need somebody pouring into our life, uh, somebody that we could um, gain knowledge from their experiences. We could uh, learn from their mistakes, right? Um, we could avoid their mistakes because of it. And we could find encouragement for our own journeys that we're on. Um, we need somebody that's going to share that wisdom that God has given them and allow us to have those experiences. Because like Timothy, there's going to be a time that we have an assignment that's different than those that we're around and that are pouring into our life. And it's going to lead us to being on our own. They're going to be on one path. We're going to be on another path. And it's important that in the time that we do have together, in the time that that person is investing in our life, that we're soaking up the knowledge that God has given them to give to us. Because there's going to be a time that we're going to need it. And we're going to have to put it into practice. And Paul told Timothy, he said, hey, man, there's a mission that is, is going on that I have for you to stop uh, those that are teaching opposite of what is true. And he knew Timothy could handle this because this is something he'd been preparing him for. He'd been equipping him for. And that's the thing. When God gives you an assignment, he gives me an assignment. It's not something that's going to happen and come out of the blue for God. It's something that he's been trying to equip us and prepare us for and get us ready for uh, to take on. And so we find ourselves in a position that we're feeling unprepared. We're feeling not ready. Uh, for one, that's okay because we, we all go through that, right? I'm not feeling uh, ready for that moment. Um, but also, man, just know that it isn't going to stop God from helping you and, and, and growing you in the process of it all. And so he's not going to let you go in there blind and, and, man, make you figure out things out on your own. He's saying, hey, man. I understand what's fixing to happen, and I want you to walk through this journey with you. And so, uh, yes, you might feel unprepared. You might be uncomfortable with the situation, uh, but God will never lead you to something that he didn't believe you're ready for and, and with his help that you're able to handle and grow in. 
In the next verse, verse 4, he says, Don't let them waste their time in endless discussions of myths and spiritual pedigrees. Uh, These things only lead to meaningless speculations, which don't help people live a life of faith in God. So part of our assignment, like Timothy, is to live a life of faith in God and help others do the same. And we should never um, be the ones speaking things that are contrary to God's truth. And we're called to help others avoid um, doing that as well. And it's understanding when you're supposed to take a stand and and stand up and speak up. And uh, knowing that in those moments that we have to be obedient. And when we're not obedient from the start, that very thing that we're asked to do, um, man, it could actually snowball and grow out of hand into uh, a bigger problem, right? It could take on a life of its own. And the process, um, it could lead you to missing what you're supposed to be doing and you wasting time in that process and wasting your energy on things that aren't going to help you um, fix that situation. And Paul's saying, hey, when that happens, man, it's going to lead to endless discussions, meaning that if you allow it, it will continue with no end in sight. And I don't know about you, but that sounds exhausting. It sounds draining. It sounds like something I don't want to have to go through and something I definitely want to avoid. And then he added that the only thing that that's going to lead to is meaningless speculations. So it will give you the impression that you're on to something. Um, but the longer that you stick in it, the more that you stay with it, uh, you're never going to have the evidence to actually support uh, what it is that you're going through. It's going to have enough just to hold your attention and continue to drag you through. And by the end of it, you're worse off than you were at the beginning. And Paul's saying, man, it might sound like it's going to help you. But the truth is, God is where our focus and our attention always should be. Because when we have it on God, when we have our attention on that, it's always guaranteed help that's going to man be there when we need it. And there's no catch to it. So we all have an assignment specific for each one of us. And God is going to use others and our experiences and their experiences to prepare us for what we face. And feeling unprepared and not ready does not mean we get to skip over what God has asked of us. If it's uh, it's in our obedience that we get to see God's work in our life and we got to grow in the process. And when we choose to avoid it, What we're actually doing is we're choosing to waste our time on things that are not going to benefit us, whether it's the problem we're facing or situations that will come later down the road in life. Um, God's trying to help us avoid that. Okay, so that's the first thing. We all have an assignment specific for us. So let's take care of that. And the second thing we see is what fills you is what drives you. What fills you is what drives you. And verse 5 says, the purpose of my instruction is that all believers will be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. So God's instructions comes from a place of love that is pure, that is clear, and that is genuine. You don't have to question its authenticity, um, if it has a hidden agenda, or if it's going to be harmful to you. And I know that we've all had moments where we do question God, where we were like, man, I don't know if this is right. Oh, God, I don't know about this. Like, I get that. I mean, I've been in there. I I still have those places. Um, But I want you to know that when you find yourself in that, um, you need to understand uh, that that doesn't come uh, from something that God has done in our life. The root of that actually comes from our experiences with others and instruction that even other people has given us and how that's 
turned around and blown up in our face. And because of it, it's affected the way that we view God. And I, I mean, I say it all the time, man, because the truth is, if somebody's broken your trust, man, it's going to be hard uh, for you to trust other people just because of what you've already experienced. You're going to have a guard walled up. Um, but you need to understand, we can't allow people's betrayal in our lives rob us of God's love and what he's trying to do because he doesn't do something that's opposite of his character and who he is and when we listen to his instruction our actions are going to be done in love because he will keep our hearts pure he's going to keep our minds clear and our faith genuine okay and this is going to help us not only be misled by others um or and and the things that they're trying to influence us, but even ourselves, right? It's going to help us from our, our hidden agendas within ourselves that we have, um, that God is trying to cleanse us and help us get rid of. Um, so, man, that's so important. It keeps our faith in, in a state of dependence of God. And in that place, it's going to help us grow in maturity. Uh, it's going to help us grow stronger and wiser. And we need God's instruction we need his love to fill our life because if we don't, we're always going to find something that's going to fill that void and fill us up. And man, it's never going to be what we need. In verse 6, he says, some people have missed the whole point. They have turned away from these things and spent their time in meaningless discussions. It goes back to what are you being filled with? Some people um, can have everything, right? Uh, they have all this money. They have all these things. And you're looking from the outside like, man, their life must be great. But then you come to find out that them people still are empty. That they're still searching for what they lack. They're never satisfied. It's never enough. Uh, it never lasts, right? And when you find yourself in that position, man, it opens up your heart to being corrupted. Your mind being confused. And your faith feeling non-existent. Like God feels distance, right? So when your life gets tough and you're in that place, you're going to be making unwise decisions. Uh, you aren't going to see things clearly. And your faith is, man, it's going to be in shambles. And, man, man, that's a place that God doesn't want you in. I don't want you in. And your time will be used up on things that are not going to help you or are going to aid your situation. And you'll find yourself missing the point. And it's easy to miss the point when you've never been shown what the point is that you're supposed to be hitting, right? What the mark is. But God is trying to reveal that to you through this passage and through this message today because he doesn't want you in that position. He wants you in a place that is always going to be benefiting your life and it's going to be pushing you forward instead of moving you backwards. I mean, that's why he sent us Jesus, not just to show us a, a way to live, uh, but for us to understand how he loves us, that he created us with a purpose to be in a relationship with him. And it's through that relationship that we will grow naturally into who we're designed to be. And we get to join God and being used in purposeful things um, that are even beyond our abilities that he gives us or even those that we gain. So what we are filled with, it drives us to who we are and what we do. And we have the freedom to choose. But God wants us to know that that decision, what we choose Man, it's going to come full circle, affecting our everyday life and definitely our relationship with Him. And being filled with the wrong things can lead you to making the wrong decisions. And He wants you to avoid that.
The third thing we see from this passage is confidence isn't the same as being correct. Confidence isn't the same as being correct. Verse 70 says, they want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they're talking about, even though they speak so confidently. So Paul warns us, man, you could be speaking with great confidence and still be wrong. Confidence is nice to have, right? We all want to feel like we know what we're talking about. Um, but it doesn't validate that you're right or speaking in truth. And he also let us know that just because somebody is speaking like they know what they're talking about, we shouldn't automatically uh, take their word for it. Because people can be devoted to the position that they believe heavily in, even if it's incorrect. They will do everything they can to convince you like, hey, man, this is the right thing. And as soon as you believe that and you join them in that, then they're going to point to you as evidence for their claim, even when it's wrong. And the truth is, man, they really don't understand what they're talking about. They really only care about defending their position in themselves. And just like these false teachers who were motivated by their own interests rather than Jesus, uh, they spoke and they acted like they were trying to help people. But they really only cared about being known. They really only cared about gaining a following that was going to benefit them and their lifestyle. I mean, that's one of the things that drives me crazy when it comes to like politics, right? Uh, what the, the uh, political parties people associate with. And they are willing to die on a hill for their political party. And it kills me because a lot of times they get so wrapped up and devoted to it uh, that in the, at the expense... <laughs> Of others, they begin to trash those that were called to love. And, man, the truth is, no matter what party that you might associate yourself with, none of them are perfect. None of them are 100% correct. And they may portray themselves and speak uh, like they are following God standard, right? But if you truly measured it and you truly looked at God's word, a lot of times what you're going to find out is this going to fit their own agenda versus God's agenda? So don't allow confidence to be the measure that you filter what is true. Because when you do, you're always going to get played. And verse 80 says, we know that the law is good when used correctly. When That's the key thing. It's going to be good when it's used correctly. So if it's not being used correctly, what does that mean? That it's bad. That it's messed up. And God never designed good things to be used wrong. But what do we do as people? Man, we are experts in messing it and jacking it all up and trying to use it for ourselves. And the Bible, man, it's, it's, a, great God for, it's a great guide for our life. But it isn't a rule book, a rule, rule book uh, with a list for us to follow. Um, that's part of what these false teachers were trying to, to have this narrative so they could leverage it and people coming to them so they could be their resource to, to help them get right with God. And they could be uh, man, getting the credit for what they were doing in other people's life. But the Bible isn't intended to condemn us into submission. Man, it's really there to display how far we missed the mark and how much God still loves us and is willing to forgive us. And how we could be some jacked up sinners in need of God's help. And whenever we uh, acknowledge that, we could receive it uh, through our relationship with Jesus. Uh, being forgiven and establishing uh, a relationship that's going to transform us. It's like that verse says, man, when it's good, um, it's good when it's used correctly, right? But we also know that people, like we said earlier, uh, man, a lot of times they, they have their own agendas and they can use it incorrectly uh, 
and for their own benefit. Uh, so memorizing a verse isn't the same as living it out. And you could speak a verse correctly and then use it and twist it in a way for your own benefit while belittling and, and fitting your own agenda versus God's. And I'm sure that's what, what Paul is speaking about these people, right? Um, because they probably knew God's word and they were probably using it uh, to support their claims and their evidence. Um, but the truth was, man, they're really just trying to make it about themselves. And it was never about God. It was never about uh, Jesus. And nothing sucks more than trusting something that was never true and it blowing up in your face later down the road. So confidence isn't the same as being correct. And we have to make sure that what we take as truth, uh, that we review it with God's word um, to make sure that it measures up and it's correct. Because if not, man, we could find ourselves getting bamboozled and getting messed up in the process. So that's a lot, but it's a lot twisted up and there's a lot going on. And so it's even when it comes to me, like me giving you this word of God, man, I encourage you go back and read this passage for yourself. Go back and spend time studying this word. And man, if I'm incorrect, man, please let me know because I'm, I'm a person too. Like I, I don't have all the answers. I wish I did, but I'm not God and I could mess things up too. And that's the beauty of God's word, that we can use it to measure our life and see where we messed up and get back on track and get realigned with ourselves. And so that's how we can confirm whether it's with ourselves or even others that are speaking to us. If what they're saying is true and it's something that we can take and run with or it's something that we need to discard and trash and get rid of before it consumes us in a negative way. So my challenge for all of us this week, live well. Right. He says, man, we got to be living a life of faith in God. And that's a life that is well lived. So that's the challenge. Live well. Well, how do we do that? It starts by spending time with God and then allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us to opportunities um, that we're meant to accept. Um, there are always going to be opposition to what God is asking you to do. But if we can trust him and know that he's been preparing us for this moment, we can see him move and work in amazing ways um, that, that are going to be hard for you to wrap your mind around. That it, Like, man, I, now I can look back and see how you were preparing me for this moment, God. And it's going to blow you away because he can do it time and time again. So, man, it's, it's such a beautiful thing when it happens, too. The other thing we see is... We got to understand uh, what fills you is what's going to be what drives you. And it's hard to hear God's voice whenever you're listening to everybody else. So we can become better doers and better uh, people uh, if we become better listeners and it, specifically listening to him and taking his instruction and his love and applying it to our life. Because when we do, it allows us uh, to stay on the right course uh, to keep our minds clear and to keep our hands clean, right? Because remember, confidence isn't the same as being correct. Uh, the only way to ensure that we're correct is by taking what's been shared with us or even what we feel is, is the right thing and aligning it with God's word to make sure that it is right. And when we choose to do something, the choice is always going to be up to us. God gives us free choice and we have to learn that when we do things away from God, probably going to make it a mess up and make a mess of it. But when we can learn to do everything with God, uh, man, the choices that we make are never going to be those that we regret. 
So those are the keys to not wasting your time and to living well in this life and living a life of faith in God. So church, I pray this message blessed you. I pray it gave you some clarity, cleared up some things for you. Uh, But more than anything, that we do our assignments, uh, that we don't let confidence become uh, our validation for what is true. And that we take his instruction, right? We try to fill ourselves and our lives up with everything that God has for us. So we can allow that to be what drives us and naturally watch what God does with it. So church, let me pray and I'll close this out. Father, I just thank you, uh, man, that you give us a way um, to identify when things aren't right. When things are trying to lead us down a path uh, that we don't need to go or or things are are trying to affect us in a way that is negative, you bring clarity uh, and you are willing to step in and show us what the right way is. And so, Lord, I pray that we wouldn't miss that, Lord, uh, that we would know that uh, just because somebody speaks with great confidence doesn't always mean that they are speaking what is true. And that we can find uh, the truth by spending time with you and time in your word. And that is you that is going to reveal it and that is going to confirm it or clarify it for us. And so, Father, I just pray that it would be you what fills us and drives us in this life. uh, That we would be able to, uh, man, do the assignments that you place for us. And we wouldn't allow uh, the way that we feel to affect us um, doing what you ask. But we would know that. In those moments that you ask something, it's something that you've been equipping us for, something that you've been preparing us for. And because of it, we're going to be better by going through it. And so, Lord, just help us be doers of your word this week and help us live a life that is well lived. Father, we just thank you. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church. I love y'all. I pray you have a great week. I pray that you live well, that you'll be able to see that your time isn't of waste but it's actually used in a purposeful and meaningful way and that it has huge impacts in your life and those around you. So I love y'all. Y'all have a great week. See y'all later.